A couple of Boston Bruins players are excelling at the World Championship, and I'm going to answer a few of your mailbag questions on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Tuesday, May 24th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your day. The podcast is free and available on all podcasts, platforms, as well as on YouTube, so please do Smash that subscribe button. Each new episode will be automatically added to your feeds for you to download, listen, watch, and enjoy. If you could also rate and review, that would be so very much appreciated. If you're on Twitter, you can find the podcast at LockedNHLBruins. And you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets, at Ian C. McLaren. Speaking of Twitter, yesterday's episode was all about my... Brad Marchand trade exploration tweet and his response over the weekend. So if you want to go back and check that out, it's in your feeds. And on my Twitter this morning, or last night actually, I shared a shot of Kristen Hayes' Instagram stories where Todd Angeli went to her house and sang the national anthem for her son Bo in their mini stick rink uh, in the basement. And it was amazing to see. Huge shout out to Todd for making time for that. And it's amazing to see the hockey community continue to rally around the Hayes family following the passing of Jimmy uh, last summer. So all love to Todd, to the Hayes family. Uh, do check that out if you haven't seen it already. It's it's going around everywhere. Now to start to start today's podcast, I wanted to check in on some Bruins players who are at the World Championship. Uh, Jeremy Swayman, David Pasternak, both made their way over to Helsinki to represent uh, the United States. Swayman, Czechia, in the case of. David Pasternak, and the preliminary round is wrapping up uh, today. Uh, In fact, as I record, the uh, American team taking on Norway, they're up 2-0. Czechia will play later today against Finland. Uh, All the, or both those teams will be Moving on to the uh, preliminary or to the quarterfinals as Czechia sits third in their group and USA is currently fourth. Um, Quarterfinals, it will be, of course, eight teams uh, moving on. So unless Latvia overtakes Team USA, 
then uh, they will be in the quarterfinals. And Jeremy Swayman has been a huge addition to the American team. Heading into uh, today's action, he had appeared in uh, three games already, and he was boasting a 0.99 goals against average and a save percentage of 94.55 with one shutout to his credit. Uh, So Jeremy Swayman, uh, after coming in game three of the uh, first round series against the Hurricanes, he played very well in that series, played well enough in game seven to give the Bruins a chance to win. He's gone over and just, yeah, been one of the better goaltenders at the World Championship. Uh, He's third in terms of save percentage, uh, second, I believe, in goals against average. Uh, So good on him for, yeah, taking advantage of this opportunity and representing his country in a big, big way. Now, when it comes to uh, David Posternock, he has gone over there. He's played in three games so far heading into today's action, and he has five points so far in those uh, in those three games. I believe three goals, two assists. He has jumped on Czechia's top line with uh, David Krejci, who has one goal, six assists through six games, and... Uh, Veteran forward Roman Trevenka, 36-year-old, who has three goals, eight assists, heading into today's action. He ranked, I believe, uh, third in, uh, in overall scoring heading into today's action. Uh, second, actually. He was one point behind Dennis Mulgan. So an incredible performance for him so far. And of course, he's been boosted by David Krejci and David Pasternak. Now, a lot of people have watched Pasta and Krejci uh, go nuts over there together. It's a joy to see them playing together. A lot of people saying, bring uh, Krejci back. Look at how good these guys are together. I still don't see a Krejci return. He, you know, uprooted his family in order to move back to his hometown to be closer to his parents, to his extended family. I can't see him uprooting them and coming back. Um, But that's just one man's opinion. And, you know, a lot of you (laughs) uh, have been vocal in... uh, Letting me know that my opinions have been wrong as of late, or one specific opinion. Anyways, uh, would love to see it, but I don't see it happening. The quarterfinals for the uh, World Championships will begin on Thursday. And of course, we'll keep you up to date on what Swayman and Pasternak are able to accomplish over there. Looks like Pasta... Uh, sorry, Swayman has given up a goal here in this USA-Norway game. Uh, Latvia already lost this morning, so they will be 
uh, not moving on, USA will be, regardless of what happens in this game. And same uh, with the Czechs, who are playing Finland later on today. Um, so yeah, we'll keep you up to date on what Swayman and Pasternak are able to accomplish over there. Uh, in the meantime, I want to talk for a moment about Built Bar. I don't know about you, but I love brownies. You know what I love more? Brownie batter. Sometimes I eat half the batter just while I'm making the brownies. Imagine if you could lick that brownie spatula clean and get some protein in. Well, you're in luck. Because Built has a new creation, and this one is better than ever. The Brownie Batter Puff. You heard me right. Um... Brownie Batter Protein Bar. Uh, the Puff takes protein bars to a whole new level, and they're available right now at Built.com. You can get about 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, 17 gra- or 7 grams of sugar in the Brownie Batter Puff. They're the perfect pick-me-up for any day of the week. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. That means you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. They're also made with a collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently. It provides tons of benefits. Um, Go to Built.com right now. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thank you so much again for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts, free and available wherever you get podcasts. Now, every week or so here on the Locked On Bruins podcast, I like to take your questions and answer them. Hadn't made a formal call for questions, but uh, a lot of you have been sending some in, so I thought that I would answer them on today's show. The first one came from uh, Mike B at MDB82, and uh, he asked last week, this might be a mailbag question for a future pod, but what are the chances the Bruins buy out Felino's contract in the offseason? It would be about $1.8 million to do so. Or did they give him another year to figure it out? I think this is partly um, contingent on what Patrice Bergeron decides to do. Patrice Bergeron was instrumental in bringing Nick Foligno to the Boston Bruins. Uh, He advocated on his behalf, uh, pitched him on coming to Boston, and he signed for two years, probably thinking, hoping that Bergeron would be there for the duration of that contract. And if Bergeron, you know, pitched him, perhaps that was part of it. Now, he doesn't know exactly what he's going to do. If Bergeron retires, I guess it could go one of two ways. You keep Felino on for that added leadership boost. He's a veteran. He's a former captain. Obviously not very productive in his first season as a member of the Boston Bruins. 
Uh, in fact, he recorded two goals and 11 assists in 64 games for the Bruins this season. 13 points, uh, his lowest output of his career uh, last season with the Blue Jackets and the Maple Leafs, he had 20 points. In the postseason, he managed only one assist, and I believe that was on an empty net goal scored by Curtis Lazar. So do you uh, bring him back at $3.8 million, or do you buy him out? I, again, think that's dependent on if Bergeron comes back. If he does, they'll probably bring... Felino back, but if not, yeah, it's very much a possibility that he could be uh, could be bought out, and um, you know, uh, if that were to happen, it would save them two million against the cap, um, and they'd be on the hook for that one point eight million. Uh, that would, of course, uh, bleed into next season as well i believe but uh, i'd have to get the particulars on that via cap friendly at any rate i do believe uh it depends on what patrice bergeron decides at the end of the day if he wants to come back if he believes nick felino you know is a valuable member of the boston bruins then um yeah, perhaps he, he would come back. Now, uh, say they do buy it, it out, there would be a two-year buyout length penalty. Uh, the total cost would be $1.866667 million. Um, the cap hit would be $1.93 next season and then 933,000 uh the year after so they would carry this uh for two seasons and be on the hook for 2.866 million against the cap over the next two seasons uh so they would save uh, almost a couple million uh this season 1.867 to be precise. Uh, but then the season after that, they would be on the hook for 933000 against the cap. So, I mean, certainly worth exploring for sure. Uh, next question came from Andrew Pajak at Andrew Pajak. If Bergeron retires and the Bruins go all in, could you see them making a trade for Jonathan Taves? I've seen that floated around a little bit. Jonathan Taves, of course, is a player of a similar skill set uh, who appeared in 71 games for the Chicago Blackhawks this season. 12 goals, 25 assists. Uh, Taves has a very expensive contract, so the Blackhawks would have to retain some salary for that to be a possibility he has one year remaining 10.5 million again i could potentially see that happening um you know if you're gonna poach someone from the blackhawks you'd probably want patrick kane 
instead. He also has one year remaining on his deal at an identical $10.5 million cap hit. And he is uh, much better than Jonathan Taves. Although Taves does play center, could slide in for Bergeron, but he's not really a one center at this point in his career. He's a former Selkie winner, but he's not on the same level as Patrice Bergeron. So it's possible, but again, if Bergeron retires, you're not going to be able to fully replace him uh, with anyone. There's nobody like him still. Uh, Colin Thompson asks, do you think the Bruins are going to be better next season? Um, I'd probably say no at this point. They had a 100-point season. And again, it all depends on whether Bergeron comes back. If he retires, no, they're not going to be better. If he comes back, um, I think they'll probably still be in that wild card range. Uh, All the playoff teams in the East this season were over 100 points. Um, So, you know, it was a pretty even field. But I don't see them moving up to the level of... Uh, the regular season Panthers, the Maple Leafs, the Hurricanes. Um, I don't know if they'll be much better next season. And obviously that's contingent on do they make a change with the coaching staff? Do they make a trade? Do they make a big signing? It's hard to say at this point. It'll be easier to uh, make that assessment once training camp uh, comes around. Colin also asked, what is your Stanley Cup final prediction? I had said before the playoffs, I picked uh, the Calgary Flames to come out of the West, New York Rangers to come out of the East. Both of those teams are currently down in their respective series. Going to stick to that until they're out. But right now, I'd probably say Colorado and... um, Tampa Bay. The way Andre Vasilevsky's playing, it's really hard to uh, to imagine them not coming out of the East at the moment. Thanks for those questions, and uh, I'll send out a formal call for questions at a later date and uh, begin to answer those, as well as reach out to have some more friends on here, media members, so that you're not stuck just listening to me every day. Now, speaking of the Colorado Avalanche, they won last night against the St. Louis Blues. And uh, the reason I'm talking about this is because of the overarching storyline in that series uh, with respect to Nazem Kadri colliding with Jordan Bennington in Game 3. That left the... Blues goalie injured, out for the remainder of the series, while Kadri has been dealing with uh, racism, death threats, as a result of that incident. Kadri went out last night, recorded a hat-trick in St. Louis, uh, given a little of uh, the old Hulk Hogan hand to the ear, uh, to the St. Louis Blues crowd. Uh, I heard Ron McLean kind of saying that was taunting. You're just fueling the fire. But I think 
Kadri had every right to react in that way. And after the game, he said, for those that hate, that was for them. It was Akeem Alou who had brought forward the news that he, Kadri had been dealing with this racism. They had to have extra security at the hotel. Uh, his w- wife posted some stories on Instagram showing some of the things that people were saying. And it's absolutely uh, disgusting. Um, St. Louis Blues head coach Craig Berube said no comment about all of that. He easily could have come out and condemned that racism. Kind of throwing some water on those embers. But he didn't. And uh, that's a shame. Uh Avalanche captain Gabriel Landeskog said he'd like the Blues to help defuse the anger, calling the collision accidental. Um, and Kadri wasn't happy with Berube for his remarks following Game 3, suggesting he deliberately intended to injure Bennington. Um, and again, he drew criticism from fans on social media for declining to comment about the racist threats aimed at Kadri prior to Game 4. From my perspective, there is no place for racism. It's an emotional game, but that's not an excuse to act in this way. In fact, it's more of a character revealer in some ways. Um, Our true natures can tend to rise in these moments. And uh, it's not a blip if you're spewing racism at Nazem Kadri. Uh, that's who you are. And if hockey is for everyone, then we need to uh, condemn that every chance we get. Uh, elsewhere around the NHL last night, the Florida Panthers eliminated by the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh Highest scoring team in the NHL this season. They managed only three goals in four games against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And uh, disappointing finish for the Panthers. And it could mean the end of the road for Joe Thornton. Uh, He only played in 34 games this regular season. Made his postseason debut in game four. There was an uncorroborated report claiming several of the Panthers were partying in Tampa Bay at a strip club following the Game 3 loss on Sunday. Andrew Burnett denied that. Um, but who knows? Certainly uh, <laughs> certainly a possibility. Anyways, I believe that's it for today's episode of Locked on Boston Bruins. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. Really do appreciate all the support. For those of you who had fun with the Brad Marchand stuff, thank you for that. For those of you, <coughs> excuse me, who uh, vehemently disagree with me, well, you're probably not listening, anyways. But it's just hockey, after all. So let's just have some fun with it. Have a great day, everybody. We'll talk to you again tomorrow here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm excited tonight to check out the midseason Better Call Saul finale. And uh, one of the best shows on TV. One of my favorite shows of all time. And I can't wait to see how that wraps up.
say goodbye to Bessie. Have a great day, Bess. And uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow here on the Locked On Bruins Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.